Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen, back once again with another episode of The Truth. Today is probably my favorite show of the entire year as I will be giving you guys my tips for drafting your fantasy football teams. The reason why I like this so much is because I've gathered a lot of tips over the years. Um, some have been good tips, some have been probably bad tips, but I want to give you guys my tips. I have about eight tips that I want to give you guys just so you guys have some insight um, when you're drafting your fantasy teams as a lot of you are probably drafting or have already drafted. I thought it'd be a perfect time to go out and give you guys my tips. Without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into my first tip. Take two running backs with your first two picks. Running backs are at a premium. Now, typically my draft strategy is the same from year to year, but I feel like this point, the two running backs, if possible, is probably the biggest point that you should make when uh, making your teams. Now, here's the reason why. <coughs> As you guys can tell, I'm still sick. Anyways, guys, running backs are so hard to come by in today's society. There's a lot of running backs that go into a two-man system compared to a single man, unless you're one of the top running backs in the league, for example, like a Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry or even a C-Mac. Look at teams like the Packers, for example, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, the Browns, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. It is really hard, especially with that first pick, to get your guy. So go out and get your guy at all costs. Now, I do understand there's the Cooper Cup, the Jay Jets, DeMar Chase. I completely get that. Your strategy is up to you. But with running backs being at such a premium, especially if you're in a PPR league, there are so many quality wide receivers as you get into the later rounds. You will sacrifice in the Cooper Cups, the Jefferson, Justin Jeffersons, whatever. But it's so important to get running backs because now you're at a position where you take two wide receivers to start. You're screwed at running back in a PPR league, and it's kind of one of those things that just is a bad situation. And also running backs, too, I feel like in this year's draft class, they're either really good in the first, maybe second round, and then also the fourth, fifth round, too. That's really where the time frame of running backs are. So make sure you go out and get at least one guy. Hopefully, if you're able to get two, then I completely understand. No. <coughs> you're sitting at the A-pick, and Cooper Cup or JJS is still available. You have to go out and get it. You can't wait too long. Getting an eighth pick and getting one of those guys, you're going to be able to get a running back with your next pick. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if you're a top three pick, whatever, go ahead and get your guy. My second one is a new one. Do your own rankings. Don't trust rankings such as ESPN or Yahoo. At the end of the day, those are there for a guide. You can simply follow those rankings and you know, make your teams accordingly, draft whatever from stats, analysis, whatever. But at the end of the day, if you take that information, make it into your own rankings. What I do um, for every single player is I make, well, not every single player, 90% of the players, I write them on a Google spreadsheet and I highlight them for different situations. For example, Ryan Tannehill, I put in red. What does that mean? It means that Ryan Tannehill is somebody that I'm trying to avoid. Um, and then I have a green one, for example, uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is a guy that I'm trying to go after. Orange, question mark. Not too sure how I feel about that. Maybe I need to do more research. <coughs> <coughs> or I just don't know how I feel about them as a player. And then light blue sleeper. Guys that you think are going to be really good that other people might not take into consideration. So do your own rankings. It's just so much better. You can take the information from ESPN and whatnot. It just helps you become more prepared. That way also, too, you have your rankings. So let's say Joe Burrow is right ahead of Tom Brady, and they're both guys I want to target. The guy before me picks Joe Burrow. I want a quarterback, Tom Brady, boom. 
no questions asked. So if you do your own rankings and don't necessarily trust ESPN, Yahoo, CBS, whatever, they are good and they're good like kind of center point, but they're not good for your own personal team and your own personal rankings. So make sure you do those. If you see a guy, grab him. Now, if there's a guy on your list, especially if it's a sleeper or a guy that you really want to target, and you're sitting at like an 8-4 pick um, where you have kind of a pick and then like wait four or five picks and have another pick, and then you wait like 20 picks, if there's a guy that you think can potentially get drafted inside that 20-pick spam, go ahead and grab him because by the time you're picking again, you're not going to be able to have him. That's kind of why doing the own rankings is good too. Because let's say, for example, you're in a 10-man league and you have an 8 overall pick. You're going to have an 8. One, two, three, four off and pick again, and then you wait like 10, 15 picks. If you look at ESPN, typically people don't necessarily go down the list all the way to 20, 25 picks later, projected value picks, and there might be a guy on there that you want. So go ahead and grab your guy before he comes too soon. Worst case scenario, let's say, for example, you draft an extra running back and you're looking for a quarterback. If it's a good enough running back, you can make some sort of deal and trade away your quarterback or wide receiver, and then you're in a different ballgame as far as from having your player and then, you know, potentially down the line, whatever. But the important thing is to go ahead and grab him before somebody else takes him. <clears throat> this is a new one and something that I really think is valuable, but plan three picks ahead, at least. Um, you don't have to pick or plan eight picks ahead because then you're going to lose focus and it's going to be confusing on where you're at as far as picks are concerned. What I mean by that is plan three picks ahead. So if you go ahead and draft um, three running backs off the get-go, more than likely you're going to want to look at some receivers. So look at some rankings or your own rankings and try to target three receivers that you want to grab. Or if you go like two and one or one and two, plan three picks ahead. Say, okay, I'm going to try to get a wide receiver in my next pick, then a tight end, quarterback, whatever. Because what you don't want to do is come up to your pick, think last minute, okay, uh, tight end, quarterback, and then you're screwed for your next pick. So try to think two, three picks ahead because that kind of gives you a leeway to kind of solving your solution and figuring out, what works and what doesn't work. Wait for a quarterback and tight end. I will continue to live by this story for the rest of my life as a podcaster on Spotify. What I mean by that is wait for a QB specifically. I have been known to draft really good QBs late in rounds. For example, when Patrick Mahomes made his first season in the NFL, I drafted Mahomes in the 11th round and actually drafted Kirk Cousins in the 10th round as my starting QB. Little did I know after week three, Patrick Mahomes would be my starter and finish as the best fantasy quarterback. <coughs> the next year, it was Josh Allen's turn. Josh Allen and I had drafted in three of four leagues in the 10th round or later, and he ended up being a top two fantasy quarterback. Now, honestly, in one of my leagues, I had drafted Aaron Rodgers in the 10th round, who won an MVP, and then Josh Allen in the like 11th or 12th round, who was my backup quarterback, and I had the two best quarterbacks in the league waited for that reason alone into the ninth and 10th, even 11th round. Now, sure, everybody wants to go out and get the Josh Allens, the Patrick Mahomes, the Herberts in the first, second, third, even fourth round. I understand it. It's no hard feelings whatsoever. But in my personal opinion, what kind of piggies to my next tip is fill up your role players and not worry too much about your quarterback or tight end to try to make the best possible team. Because here's what's going to happen. If you draft a running back in the first pick, let's say it's Christian McCaffrey, for example, and he's injured for the rest of the year, and you focus on getting the best tight end, best quarterback, you have nobody to replace Christian McCaffrey for the rest of the year, and you're kind of screwed at that position. If you're able to fill up role players, what I mean by role players is wide receivers and running backs, 
you can use that as leeway to trade for a high caliber tight end or a quarterback. Because at the end of the day, you have really good running backs and really good wide receivers. Let's say, for example, you have two solid wide receivers on your bench and you want to go ahead and get a tight end or a quarterback. You can now use those two wide receivers on the bench to trade away and pick up that quarterback. Also, too, if you're really good at fantasy football, you will look at each fantasy player on your team's matchup per week. Let's say, for example, I have Christian McCaffrey. Actually, that's not a bad example. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Brees Hall. Those are two running backs that I'm considering playing. One's starting, one's on the bench. I look at Zeke. He's going against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense on the road Sunday night game. I look at Brees Hall. He's going at home against the Texans defense at a 1 o'clock start time. If they're around the same caliber, you have that option to sub Zeke out and put in Brees Hall and have a better matchup and hopefully have a better scoring outcome. And it basically gives you with more options to play with. And that's huge because at the end of the day, yeah, your fantasy players are going to be good, the Christians, the Taylors, the Henrys, and Najes. But at the end of the day, if you don't have depth and you don't have the ability to switch in and out matchups, it's not going to be a so-called cookie-cutter week, and you're going to end up struggling, and nobody wants to do that. Wait till the last two rounds to draft a defense and a kicker. I do not understand this concept. Everybody wants Justin Tucker. I would love Justin Tucker. Everybody wants the Steelers and the Bills defense. I would love the Steelers and the Bills defense. But there is absolutely zero point. I hope I'm close enough to the mic so you guys can hear me. Zero point in drafting a defense or a kicker unless it is the final two rounds of the draft. You do not need to draft Justin Tucker in the seventh round because a seventh round fantasy selection at the running back or even um, the wide receiver, even quarterback position, you just wasted for a kicker, and now you're sitting in the final round picking up a third-string running back that's not going to see the field ever, and you're screwed at that position. Nobody cares. At the end of the day, a defense and a kicker is the two least reliable options on your fantasy team. Kicker, honestly, I've had this debate. If the defense or kicker is more valuable, it's really a toss-up because they're both invaluable in their own aspects. <coughs> Now, I typically like going defense and kicker because you can get a quality defense consistently week in and week out, and every kicker, for the most part in the NFL, unless you're a Minnesota Vikings kicker, I know, you can kick a field goal and get enough field goals to get fantasy points. Defense is harder, though, because not every team can play defense, but every kicker, for the most part, unless you're on the Minnesota Vikings, can kick a ball. So what I mean by that is, let's say, for example, you're in the last round and you're like the last pick or one of the last picks, and for some reason... Justin Tucker had not been picked, or Harrison Butker, and you want to go with a kicker instead of a defense first, that is an acceptable time to do it. Not in the eighth round, because my girlfriend said to draft Justin Tucker because she likes Baltimore Ravens. No, it makes absolutely no sense. Sure, Justin Tucker and you know the Bills defense is great, but there's absolutely zero reason for them to waste a pick and draft them in the early rounds. And finally, the final tip is to trust your gut. Nobody knows who they want on their fantasy team other than yourself. And it will continue to be that way for the longest time ever, which is the greatest reason why everybody loves fantasy football. Trust your gut. You know, trust the strategies you provided. Get yourself prepared. Um, if you're really into fantasy football, a lot of teams have money leagues or friends have money leagues and whatnot. If you're really into it, do your mock drafts, do your rankings, do all that stuff, and at the end of the day, have a time. 
Like, have a good time. Fantasy football is meant to be fun, and it is fun. It's one of the best times of the year. I genuinely love doing it. It's the whole reason I do this podcast literally every week is because it is so fun to do, and I've not been more excited for a season in my life. So do your research. Trust your gut. Sure, you can get advice from people like myself or Ben or even Matthew Barry or people that have higher credentials and arguably higher fans than I do. But at the end of the day, we only are here to provide you information. You have to do what's best for yourself and best for your team. And I'm so excited for another year of fantasy football, and you guys should be too. I wish you guys the very best as far as fantasy is concerned this season. If you guys have any individual questions, I know some of my friends on my baseball team asked me some fantasy uh, moves. I'm very, very happy to help. Reach out to me on Twitter at TheTruthAs1, um, not only to stay up to date with the latest information regarding the truth, but including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information about you that I wouldn't miss. Honestly, if any way possible, I have a YouTube channel, I have a Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, pretty much every TikTok even, I got that back, pretty much anything on social media. If you guys have any questions surrounding certain fantasy picks, let me know. I want to hear you guys' questions. Tweet out at the truth. Um, I'll definitely give you guys the best analysis that I can. At the end of the day, this is going to be fun. I'm super excited to have another year of fantasy, and I hope you guys are too. Until next time, it is your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hassan, signing out. Peace. Take care, and good night.